Okay, there we go. And I normally would do the whole intro thing, but you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna go right into it. Okay, guys, I am happy to introduce to the channel for the first time. I'm not gonna tell you all the things she made a, a fun of me about before we got started. All the technical difficulties. She's a great sport so far. I was having fun, like totally. Uh, if I'm saying it correctly, she tried to tell me before. It's Angela, is it? It's like you're hacking up a hairball. Koch. Yeah. <laughs> and co-hosting with me today, and uh, Christopher Fagon. I promise to be bougie with my last name today. And I found you out on, I was it, I was a TikTok, I think it was, when I saw you giving advice, relationship advice. And it said mm -hmm. you you coach uh, for happiness. Like, was it, was it happiness because you're a writer? I saw a nerd, that, that caught my eye. I was like, okay. Who is this person? So I am a master certified life coach. I specialize in relationships and happiness. So essentially what I do is I help people, you know, go from where they're at right now in their life mm -hmm. and help take them to where they want to be. The, why do you think people aren't, aren't happy? Or do you see, do you, do you feel that in general people are less happy than they used to be? Or is it th more that they could be more happy than they already are, if that makes sense? What, which one, are, what do you think it is? We are taught to be unhappy Ooh. from a, uh, from really birth. We're taught, you know, that we need more stuff. Commercials tell you either how you're inadequate. They tell you why, what you have isn't enough. They tell you they're, they're literally just sticking in your mind. You need more. And if you don't have this product, then you're not going to be happy. But with this product, you can be happy. So not only does, um, you know, commercials and just advertisements in general uh, express to you that you're inadequate in different ways, mm -hmm. but they also tell you that you're not enough in different ways. Constant, you know, nitpicking and finding something wrong with, yeah. with life. Yes, but we're taught to nitpick from an early age. We're taught to never be satisfied. How many times have you heard that? Don't ever be satisfied. Go for the goals. Like don't ever be content with your life. And then it's almost like there's like a sort of failure that happens if you are happy with the way that your life is, if you are content with the way that your life is. Isn't that more of like a, of an American thing? Like, isn't uh, the one thing that America is is always number one at is like confidence or something like that? Isn't that like really like an American uh, kind of uh, way of thinking always be in the pursuit of more, 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 or yeah. bigger, 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 and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, that's mm -hmm. I find that to be more of a, so I guess that's the next one. Like, what what's so wrong with the with with capitalism? Like, you've already, you just you just hit the nail on the head. I, I you're right. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> it's like from birth, we're we're taught. Uh, oh, uh, oh, you you kind of made me think about infomercials when you were talking about uh, commercials. How that that product that we've been using for hundreds of years now that this new one has been invented oh uh, now all of a sudden you don't know how to make eggs anymore oh oh there's got to be a better way you just, mm -hmm. just it just all came screaming back <laughs> now you've just pointed out the fact that i watch too much tv <laughs> which <laughs> is why i'm probably never satisfied which well i mean it is it is interesting how they end up doing that but we also have to look at um society tells us to fit inside of a box yeah that's you know you see a lot of rebellion against that right now you know with people expanding their minds saying be who you want to be 
um, and, and just be true to yourself. But you still have a lot of society just saying, no, you have to fit in the box that we've created for you. And if you don't fit inside of there, then you're abnormal. You're going to be ostracized. Now, if you look at, you know, human nature's natural will is to be, we're group people, we're group animals. Right. So to be ostracized from a group, if you look at just even down to evolutionarily speaking, that's, that's fearful. Yeah, it's, just, it's terrifying to some people, yeah. It is. But if you think about it, it's terrifying because back when we really needed to be in groups, if you're a single person around a bunch of crazy animals that are about to tear you apart there's a really high chance you're going to be eaten right so you need to be in groups you need to be in groups to defend yourself you need to be in groups to raise your children to raise a family to to stay alive right. essentially right. times have changed but that doesn't mean that you know that primal instinct isn't still there so you know society has said well you need to fit into our standards of what we think you should be what you, we think your goals should be but those might not be your goals. They might not. Your goals might be very different from that. Right. Who you are might be very different from that. And so I think it's a matter of just, you know, having to unlearn. In order to find happiness, you have to unlearn everything you've learned mm -hmm. and then relearn what you should learn. I also specialize in relationships. Mm -hmm. We are taught through Hollywood that um, relationships should be toxic. Rom-coms drive me right. freaking those are so toxic. Rom-com where the, the guy with the heart of gold wants to win the girl's heart, but she's uh, conveniently dating a jerk. Mm. <laughs> and it makes it, you know, the setup so easy. Like, you mean like things like that or like, what do you- or... Oh yeah. Where cheating is glorified. And then they show, and, and then think about how many rom-coms you've seen where it's a girl or a guy chasing the opposite gender. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're they're trying to get the attention of this gender, but that person is an absolute jerk to the other person. Right. They're bullying them. They're they're slightly abusive. They're very abrasive. And then that person falls in love with them and starts treating them nicely, and it cuts off there. That person is showing you their true colors. They're showing those red flags. Yeah. If you were to continue that movie through the rest of their life, you would likely see that once that honeymoon period is over and those chemicals in your brain end up fading away and it becomes what should be love, not just infatuation, that person's going to become abusive. That person's gonna cheat on them. That person's gonna become toxic and dismissive and go right back to the jerk that they were or before right. they met. Right, right, that, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's the sequel that usually is always in my head after, like you just said, the honeymoon phase is over. Now, now let's, no, no, don't roll the credits yet. Let's see when the gaslighting starts Again. let's see like you said let's see when the cheating starts again let's let's see when uh that 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 uh that inevitable fight where um one one person in a relationship is um purposely or has a history of of, of getting under that uh, their spouse's skin and they don't defend themselves for a, a while until they have a breaking point and then you get the breaking point on camera and then show everybody to, to mm -hmm. make them to make them look like the aggressor like things like that yeah yeah you're you're right that's that's okay so now i don't like rom-coms anymore so thank you. let's uh let's see what else we can <laughs> uh well a lot of people use the defense well it's just for entertainment right. but what they're not putting into mind is that everything whether it be songs whether it be what we watch everything influences us right. everything that's why they have influencers right. is because people watch that become influenced and then 
go do it. Now let's look at movies. If that if that wasn't the case, if it wasn't just for entertainment, you wouldn't have people like Subaru having sponsored, you know, their fingers sponsored inside of movies. You wouldn't see like Nike shoes on someone. You wouldn't see those things because every time a popular movie comes out and there's certain product placements that are in there that are, you know, sponsored. Right that the sales end up raising. You see an increased amount of sales. Right. So it does, it influences us. And we look at these messages that we're being fed of, this is how love should look like. It should be toxic. It should be hot and cold and hot and cold. It, you know, you should be chasing the other person and begging for them back and love bombing them and doing all these things. That's what our standard is. Yeah, we, we've come from what, lifestyles of the rich and famous to Instagram uh, and, and uh, things like that. You're, I, I, I don't even call them inf uh, influencers anymore. I'm, I, I usually just dub it uh, celebrity worshiping. When, when I see people like blindly defend them at all costs, no matter what they say or do, that was the things that I kind of, that to me feels like a toxic relationship. It's like, like nothing this guy or nothing this lady can do can be bad, nothing then what does anything matter anymore? This, that's just how I, I... Everyone, you know, has a hero. Right. No matter what, we all have heroes. We all have people that we admire that influence us. And I think some people take that a little more to the extreme mm. where they really need that positive influence in their life. And when that's taken away from them, maybe they, you know, don't really have a mother or father figure or um, they just need someone someone to look up to. Right. So when that someone messes up, which is completely natural, everyone messes up, we're all human. I think we honestly put influencers and celebrities on this level where they can't mess up. And then when they do, we're like, ha, but they're human, we right. all mess up. So I think, you know, there is this unhealthy relationship that when that person messes up to an extreme extent, whether it be assault or doing something absolutely un like awful, I don't want to say unforgivable, but horrible, right. absolutely something that should have never happened. Um, they, they defend them. They shouldn't be defending them. They should be saying, no, you need to be held responsible, responsible. Yeah. for this action. You are you are not, you know, going to go out of this without having some marks on you at right. this point. Because you need to be because charged. because any uh, regular uh, Tom, Dick and Harry would definitely be held accountable. So, so uh, yeah, you shouldn't be held to a higher. It's interesting that you said that because I, I saw a another uh platform where they i believe the man said he doesn't believe that it's actual cancel culture that it's actual that the movement is really about accountability that it's really mm -hmm. holding people there there are extreme situations where uh, and i know every situation is different but it's most the, the movement is mostly about holding people accountable like like what you said when uh, even the, the the rich and the powerful who are normally used we're used to seeing you know buy their way out of it get away from it because they're famous or whatever what have you now people are now being held accountable more it's become a popular thing now to uh yeah you know sometimes we get stupid we do stupid things we maybe drunk something tweet something stupid or we just and some of us honestly you know, come from bad families and then they end up, you, you become a really crappy person and you do really crappy things. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm a terrible freaking human being. I need to change. And then you work on changing, you work on becoming a better person and yeah. glowing up. Yeah. But then there's still evidence of who you were. We should celebrate that difference. Yeah. We should say, wow, you were terrible. Look at you now amazing because we'll encourage other people who are currently 
that person that they used to be will encourage them to putting in the work exactly exactly I, and i believe that I, I i say all the time i know i know i'm not the man that i that i want to be but i know i'm, I'm no longer the man that i used to be as something that chivalry is it really dead people are always saying it all the time chivalry's dead and this group killed it or that group killed it and and all these reasons that that chivalry is that is that something that that really comes up a lot anymore about about chivalry I don't think chivalry is dead. I really don't. But I think it is something we're hanging on to a past notion of what chivalry should look like. Mm. The 1950s, when men used to open up doors for women and women would, you know, cook for their men. But if you look at it, it was a subservient dominant society. The man was the dominant. Then you have the subservient woman mm. and the man takes care of the woman. It was like it was this constant, um, almost like uh servanthood that a woman must be a servant mm -hmm. and we glorified that into chivalry of men you know treating women like their goddesses and women serving their men but the reality is that that it wasn't like that at all if you really look at how things were back then women like even look at the ads women were just degraded constantly you I, know I, talk, you uh, I agree i talk about that a little bit on on some of my platforms and on, on uh folders a couple of folders crystals commercials that point to that I'll, I'll, but mm -hmm. i'm sorry i, I interrupted go ahead go ahead oh, no, no, that's you have a that, great point uh it's it's something i make fun of uh used to make fun of all uh, the time when i pointed I, I cannot believe that this is how we used to advertise it, it was basically uh, uh what did i say in my, in my one of my tiktoks my husband hates my coffee what do i do why well, save yourself a trip to the hospital with folgers it was it was pretty much that was pretty much how they oh. talked that was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It almost glorified abuse. Uh, abuse. abuse. It really did. Yes. It, it really did. So when people are saying, well, chivalry is dead, the problem also is, is that toxicity is normalized. Mm. I always use the analogy. Um, so imagine you are in a relationship with another person okay. yeah. and they take a knife and they just slice you open. Now, you now have this gaping freaking wound that you have to heal from. Was it your fault that they cut you? No, it's not. Is it your responsibility to heal yourself? Yes, but the problem is, is that people look down and they do one of two things. They tend to, not always, they tend to do one of two things. They either look down and they're like, oh, it's not there. And they just pretend it doesn't, that it doesn't exist. Right. You know, as long as you don't look at it, it it's, it's you know, invisible right. um and then it becomes infected and then it infects other parts of their life and their relationship and their mental health because they're not cleaning out that original wound right another thing that they do is they are like oh my god this hurts and then they don't clean it out they don't do anything they just start staring at it and they start fixating and like i can't believe this happened oh my god this hurts so much and they just fixate on the pain so much that it's dirty. That was a dirty knife that cut them. And so they're watching it slowly get infected. They're watching it, you know, dissolve their health mm. because that infection's spreading and they just feel more and more sick. And, and it all originally, they know the responsibilities that person that cut them, but they don't recognize the responsibility is them to even if it's extremely painful, clean out that infection, clean out that dirt, sew together that wound, right. understand it's gonna hurt more even after you sew it up, it's still gonna hurt, but it's gonna stay sore for a while. Even after it looks closed, it'll still stay yeah. sore until it's fully your, yeah, healed. Your, heal, your healing process is yeah, is your responsibility, not to, yeah, not to just um, 
which is a stand still and just look at it and, and, yeah. and only so focused on on the wounds you're not you're not cleaning you're healing what's underneath and what's what's going on all all throughout that's that's very true mm -hmm. very but we true. have to take responsibility for that mm -hmm. and and saying you hurt me now i have the responsibility to heal myself a lot of people are like no screw that you hurt me it's almost like they're hanging on to the pain as a sort of justice not realizing that person doesn't have the knife wound yeah. you do right. you have to take the responsibility to heal yourself because you don't deserve that pain mm -hmm. and because you know you don't deserve that pain and you deserve to heal that's why you got to do it right no i'm actually i'm actually engaged and uh, me and my uh, fiance are about to get married really soon and we are excited about it i and this is a real question i have brought up to her that i think we should do uh, couples counseling and she got worried about that she's like why why would we need that where everything is fine i'm like i know i know it's fine i i but i feel like to make it stronger so is that do you think that that's uh am i am i wrong or right about that is that a true statement like even if you everything is going well in there in both uh, parties opinion does counseling or, or therapy still isn't still necessary is it still needed yeah of course because it helps build a stronger relationship think of it this way um let's just say there was every relationship has problems no relationship is perfect and there's always flaws in every single relationship i can guarantee you that even the most perfect seemingly perfect couple has their issues right. that they need to work through and going to therapy or coaching or counseling or whatever you choose to go whatever path because there's so many different paths right. uh choosing to go to whichever path is right for you is simply just saying listen i love you so much that the small things right now that we're struggling with those little things i don't want them to turn into bigger things right it's kind of like when you have a small issue, let's just say communication or a repetitive uh, action that, that just keeps happening and it starts to bother someone. Um, that's like taking a small, tiny little pick and just scraping you open and then scrapes open. And, and the more the actions repeated, the deeper that gets. And after years of marriage, now you've got a gash. Mm. And now you're like, you <laughs> did this damage. But if you take that and you, you hand it to someone that's able to help, and say, listen, this is a problem that needs to be worked through. And it's not a problem that's serious enough for us to break apart, but you know, it's something that I would like to work on and improve on and you know, grow stronger with. And you take that needle out and now it's no longer hurting and it can heal. And it's a, it's a very shallow wound. I think the problem is, is that couples tend to go into these things um, once they're already like balls deep inside of arguments, ready to rip each other's heads off. And at that point, the relationship is suffering and has taken so much damage. Right. And now there's that much damage you need to heal instead of just a little bit here, a little bit there. Hey, let's work on this. Little, hey, let's go have little, a third party involved. Little preventative maintenance kind of uh, a thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. See, I agree. See? I know, like taking care of a house. Yeah, exactly. See, if you I... let other things go, then it's going to end up being one of those abandoned looking houses. And then you move out of it because it's no longer livable. That's yeah. what happens in relationships. But, uh, you know, someone who does either therapy, counseling or coaching, what they can do is they can help, you know, you to solve the leaky faucet or take out the trash or you know unclog the pipes little right. tiny things yeah stop that, stop that annoying beeping from the smoke detector I'm, I'm, exactly. what, the, what, the, what the hell 
Exactly. And it doesn't mean that it's a bad relationship. It doesn't mean that it's unhealthy whenever you go to someone. Right. In fact, it means the absolute opposite. When you go into something like this and you still feel like you're good, it's a healthy relationship. You right. guys are good. You guys are solid. Um, that shows just how much you care about that person. I promised her before we started, uh, before I started recording that I wouldn't try to use my platform to, and this opportunity to get a free session. I think I kind of broke that promise a little bit with that last question, maybe. But uh, I so I apologize if I crossed the line. But I did love the fact that you use real estate references because during the day job, I am actually a real estate broker. So I got I understood all of those references. Good for me. Okay, good. I'm not a broker. I'm just someone who's living in a house. So right, like, I, we have a faucet, we have a, a smoke detector. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna. I hope that you guys have a wonderful, long and happy marriage. And thank you for taking the time to do this. I appreciate you. If you uh, once again, if you don't mind, if you want to tell people where they can uh, they, where they can find you online, so they can reach out to you if they want to find your platform and your your TikToks or YouTube channel, and just like I said, learn uh, uh, what what you have to say because I got like I can say well, not only was it entertaining very educational and I get a kick out of it so if you want to let them know again go for it absolutely so I have a blog that I post once a week it's nerdytravelingwriter.com I have my YouTube is under Angelica Koch you see the name on the screen down there mm -hmm. um, or Angelica Koch I always say it the German language. Um, and then TikTok is under Nerdy Traveling Writer, Instagram under the same thing. Mm -hmm. I try to stay pretty consistent with Nerdy Traveling Writer just to make it easy for people. I, I love that. That was what convinced me to reach out to you. I love that name. <laughs> like Nerdy Traveling Writer. That's, I was like, okay, I got to talk to this lady. That is too funny. I love that. I love that title. But I appreciate it. And I, I hope once again I can talk to you again if, uh, if you're ever free. If I might uh, reach out to you on uh, on the platform, you might see every now and then I'm going to comment. And I'm, uh, I concur. You know, I'm just Cause I, I'm a fanboy. I'm, I'm already a fan, so I appreciate you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Our supporters help make all this content possible. So make sure you check out our Patreon page so you can help us bring you the content you want. If you like what you saw, make sure to subscribe to the channel and please drop a like on this video. It really does help us. Also, don't forget you can turn on notifications so you don't miss a single review, react, trending, or we got your mail. On anybody I want at Walmart because free. Yeah, Walmart is going to be the new superstar <laughs> store for sure. <laughs>